This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle. Tomorrow, I miss you, but I have some really mm-hmm. cool people in the studio this morning. And that is such gentle music for a rainy Friday in Joburg, where we are not talking about such gentle things. Astrid, it's so cool <laughs> to have you here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And some strange-looking dude who wandered in from somewhere who's a Cliff Central fan and gets to be on a show. Indeed, yeah. I just came to to check the place out, and (laughs) here I am, now on air. Gareth, that happens lots with sex talk. (laughs) Torturing the interns. Absolutely. (laughs) It's what we do, and we do it really, really well. Excellent. Very good, because everybody is sick and away this morning. So Gareth has donated his body to a really good cause. I'm a... Avid believer in science, yes. That's what we're doing. It's all in the name of science and research, which is fantastic. So let's do this first, because I actually forgot this last week and all the chaos. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Meals on wheels. Dirty Dictionary Word. Meals on Wheels. If you know what Meals on Wheels is, WhatsApp us on 79 <laughs> If you have any questions about rope bondage, if you've ever been tied up, if you've ever tied somebody up, let us know. Because um, there's a really interesting thing. A lot of people want to tie somebody up, but then what? And they've got no idea what to do after that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about all those sorts of things. Do you have any idea what Meals on Wheels are? Is? I do have an idea. Oh. I have no um, clue, no. Okay, you've got to take a guess. You can't just say no. I think uh, fellatio while rollerblading. Fellatio? Well, fellatio while rollerblading. <laughs> that gives a really interesting use. Or, or cunnilingus while one. rollerblading. You know those derby okay. girls are dirty. You kind of, you're in the, the ballpark. Nice. You're in the ballpark. I feel like it's when you Uber someone to come and have sex with you. Okay. No, that's kind of moving away a little bit. <laughs> Not bad. Okay. I have to tell you, the image that that brings to mind is somebody <laughs> like draped over somebody else's shoulders while yeah. they're... Because I can't see how else you would do it while rollerblading. Gymnastics, man. There we go. <laughs> okay. Astrid. Hi. A queer girl who ties people up. Tis I. How did you get to be a queer girl who ties people up? So the queer part is kind of separate to the tying people up part. I figured, yes. Um, But I started going to kinky parties Mm -hmm. out of anthropological interest more than actual desire from Mm -hmm. within me. So I attended this party in... Takai, <laughs> of all places of in Cape Town. All places, yes. It's yeah. always these quiet little oh, places yeah, where yeah. everything happens. The burbs. Yeah. And um, I walked into this party, and there were lots of snacks, and it was surprisingly normal. Um, people were talking about their children, and then upstairs, people were getting tied up, people were getting flogged, um, and people were getting spanked, and my journey of anthropological interest led me to think oh my fucking god i am one of these weirdos (laughs) (laughs) holy shit and this realization came to me while i was eating a very delicious chocolate cupcake while watching somebody be electro-stimmed that's how they get you (laughs) that's how they get you with the snacks (laughs) come for the snacks stay for the bondage yeah so um but my my bondage journey is kind of separate to my kink journey when i started off in kink i started off bottoming Mm-hmm. Um, That's important. I think so. I think so. And I also felt like at the time, this was maybe 2013, 14, somewhere there, I, it didn't even occur to me that I could be a dominant woman. 
it just didn't occur to me mm. because of, I guess, heteronormativity within kink. And, um, yeah, I, I started off bottoming, which was great because I did experience many, many beautiful things in that, in that realm. And then I went to Australia for an exchange program as part of my, my research project that I'm, you know, my vanilla life. <laughs> uh, thanks DCT for funding my bondage experiences. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then I, yeah, so I went over to Australia and slotted in their kink scene and rope is huge there. It's really? a really big deal. Yeah, because okay. there's a lot of cross-cultural um, exchange between Asia and, and Australia. So there's many riggers there who have been taught by Japanese mm-hmm. masters. So that's really cool. So you can just go to a bondage lesson like any of, any day of the week. You can go to bondage meetups any day of the week. Uh, so I learned a lot there. And the, the style that I tie in now is a little bit more kind of Japanese-esque. Um, yeah, so I, I started going to, to classes there and it was really, really wonderful. And I realized, oh, my God, I can I can be dominant. Yo. I can totally do this thing. And, yeah, so that's how it all started for me. And when I came back to South Africa, I started this uh, – collective called ropey things i roped in maybe four people who were practicing bondage in cape town there are a few others but these are the ones that wanted to collaborate with me on this project so we run monthly ish meetups together and and each of us presents a bit of bondage that we enjoy and and we talk about the safety aspects the intimacy of bondage together um yeah and it's kind of it's grown quite a bit i'm quite proud of the little community that we're developing and because we're so queer <laughs> i mean we're uh, a gay guy a, a trans lesbian and me who's um pansexual um but tending towards lesbian in my older age you know that uh-huh. pussy though <laughs> sorry mommy <laughs> <laughs> mommy's listening mommy's listening <laughs> mommy loves me nothing like you know we did a show once with a a stripper and she had also done some porn mm. and we did an amazing interview with her and her mother <laughs> and that was it was so beautiful mm. um the love and the support and the openness was fantastic to yeah hear. my mother's incredibly supportive um even though she's you know she doesn't agree with many of my decisions mm. necessarily she supports my right to make them mm. which is really beautiful and we yeah very close so where did the queer part come in? How did that develop? So um, I think my whole life I kind of felt more comfortable with queer people mm-hmm. than uh, with straights. But I didn't think it was because I was queer. I was just like, oh, I'm just a fag hag or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think that as a young woman, you have heteronormativity thrust upon you. You know, mm. you have as soon as you develop breasts and hips, you get attention from men. And that's wonderful. Um I mean, it's not wonderful. It's it can be empowering and it can also be really problematic at times. Um, so traumatic. I, I yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, so I like boys, um, but I would draw women and I would, um, I would naked women and I would watch lesbian porn. Sorry, mommy. And <laughs> I would fantasize about being with a woman, but I didn't think that it was something that was accessible to me. Um, and then, you know, through I don't know, becoming a, a grown up, you kind of. Stuff becomes normalized And eventually uh, When I did have sex with a woman I was like Oh my fucking god Like this is it This is everything Um, And so In the last Maybe three years I've become more Comfortable with my My queerness Mm I I Identify as pansexual Because Genitals are not That important to me So explain pansexuality To some people Who might not know What it is Oh right uh, so pansexuality is uh, sexuality to people based on on their essence, who they are, rather than what the, what bits they have or what their gender expression is. Uh, so I'm attracted to people across a whole spectrum, which makes it really difficult to find a life partner. Let it be known, because um, you I'm, want them all. I want them all, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to get into a relationship where I would be allowed to. Mm. Um, get my Pokeball out and catch them all. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, last week we did a show on bisexuality, which was yes, really, I listened to it. It was fascinating. It was very fascinating. Um, the spectrum and what's come up mm. this week from it is really, really beautiful. Um, yeah. And the possibilities emerging totally, totally. in that world. Um, yeah. And more and more people are becoming or defining themselves or not defining mm. themselves, but in the space of sexual fluidity. Yeah. Um, but I think um, in terms of running a bondage community that's really important or really useful mm. uh, because 
people can identify, young queer women especially can identify with me in the space. Um, and as a result, our, our community is very queer. Mm. <laughs> um, which is great because I think it disrupts this heteronormative narrative of kink. You know, mm. this 50 shades of gray, man must be dominant, woman must be mm. submissive narrative. Um, so I really, really enjoy that and I'm very proud of it. Because hmm. mm. I've also I've been to bondage parties where there have been more dominant women than yes, which is really interesting it is as well. Wonderful. Yeah, so very cool. Um, yeah, and I think that more and more women are are realizing that they can you know subvert these roles. And, mm. Yeah, okay, that's great. Yeah, so it's beautiful, and and the mm. possibilities in the world of bondage are amazing. Totally. When you talk about them. So let's just find out where do you come? How do you come to be here? Because we just kind of grabbed you and 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 yeah, just kidnapped the... you in here because everybody else was sitting <laughs> away and all sorts. Of <laughs> Everyone else is stuck in traffic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I did uh, a radio at university. Um. And so I was very interested in this whole idea of unradio. Okay. Like, I love that you can say fuck and that you can, it's, <laughs> it's before noon and we're talking about tying people up, um, on, on air. Um, Listen, we've done live orgasms in the studio before noon. Which I imagine <laughs> would radical. be fascinating. Um, I also think it's really, um, just what a coincidence because I, I find sex fascinating and I've lived abroad for the last seven years and, um, Europeans are a lot more liberal. Than mm. what South Africans are, you know. When you talk about pansexuality, I don't think there's such a thing as a straight human being. I'm a married man, like I have a wife and and all that, like, and I love sex. I love women. I can understand why you're drawn to them because mm. they are beautiful creatures. But I also appreciate the beauty of men, and I appreciate. I I think there's a lot that's very beautiful about being a human being, and we're like animalistic in our nature and. You know, we do like being tied up and we like tying people up. I tie my wife up sometimes. It's good fun. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> no fancy, no fancy knots. I just have the satin ties type of, and I try to get her to tie me up, but she's a bit, she's anxious. So she, uh, she feels a bit silly when she does it, but I don't mind. I'm, I'm silly all the way. Yeah, so that's a lovely thing to touch on is that uh, bondage doesn't always have to be serious and, mm. you know, in a darkened club with a mysterious man. <laughs> it's you not know? a sex dungeon type thing, you know. It's the yeah. lights on in a hotel room with strawberries by the side and, you know, <laughs> bottle of champagne that's been popped open and just uh, mad sex by itself doesn't have to be serious. Totally. And no. it's, it's the way we as adults play mm. sexually and sensually and we forget that. We forget to how to have fun Totes. with it. Mm. And I tell people, if you really want to know, if you want to laugh at yourself, film yourself having sex. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cringy. <laughs> it's Never so again. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. Um, but I just wanted to mention that my bottom Annie, she, as soon as she's in the air in a suspension, she's mm. giggling like so hard. It's, yeah, it's this hilarious. delightful, joyful yeah. thing for her, you know. Um, and it sinks into other into other emotions, but it starts in this joyful place. Yeah, and that's really and that's, wonderful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I remember the first suspension that I saw mm. um, was at a bondage party, and it was a hook suspension, so it was mm. quite serious. Mm. Um, mm. This woman was suspended with about probably 10 hooks or so through her body. Oh, my God. And um, for the first half hour or so, it was uh, the energy around it was kind of – it was fragmented. Mm. It was kind of all over the place. And obviously the <coughs> hooks going in, there was a level of pain with that. But once they had gone in and she'd settled, and after about half an hour, this aura and bubble developed around her that was about a space of about two or three meters around her that you literally, nobody could go into that space. It was this bubble where she was totally on her own in this incredible expanded state of consciousness um, that lasted for probably about two hours. Wow. Um, and it was a most amazing thing to see. Yeah. So, um, rope bondage gives you similar vibes, I think. Mm. Um, well, when I get tired, uh, what it is for me is this, uh, consciousness of my body that I, I, I stop being astrid in my brain. I stop being this thinking, feeling person in the world and mm. I just become an organism for even mm. a moment. And that's an, it's incredibly liberating to be, Liberated of your thoughts, your insecurities, your fears, your prejudices, prejudices against you, you know, to just 
be in rope, be in a little bit of pain, but be very present in your body. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's one of the things that conscious, any conscious sexual experience brings us is taking us right out of ourselves for that mm, moment. Exactly. Even if it's just the moment of orgasm, which is one of the reasons a lot of us seek orgasm, is just for that moment. Um, and unfortunately and sadly for a lot of people, it is just the, the moment. But that moment of absolute connection, mm. and then we come back to everything else. Mm. But that's one of the reasons I think that we seek it and come back to it again and again. Yeah, it's because it's just total embodiment. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, and it becomes an incredibly meditative experience. Mm. Mm. Um, so my first experience in a submissive space was interesting. So I always thought I was this real dominant, <laughs> you know, this egotistical <laughs> little boy running around. Nice. And I went to give a talk to a group of people into bondage and we had a, a really cool discussion. And afterwards they said, would I like to have an experience? And I said, of course. <laughs> so I was blindfolded. Mm. I had uh, earphones with music in my ears. So I had no sensory connection to anything. And that takes things to such a different space where you can't see or hear. So you're totally in this just physical space of being. Mm. And my feet were put on, on a spreader bar nice. with some clamps, and I was winched upside down. So wow. I was hanging off the floor. And then they started to move me. So each movement was probably only about a meter in total, but it mm. felt like it was forever because there was no connection. And like my body just felt like it was going on and on and on. That was wow. amazing. And then there were about six people touching me. So there were all these oh hands my on my body. And it wasn't, the interesting thing is it wasn't arousing. It wasn't sexual. It was so sensual yeah. and such an energy experience. And then there was some ice. There was some hot wax. A little bit of really gentle flogging. And that took me down and mm. I was really pissed off because I was having such a good time. <laughs> All the blood was running out of my feet. And um, it took me to the space of just total expanded consciousness for yeah. two or three hours. And I just lay there. I couldn't talk. I couldn't move. Mm. And I think the impact of that lasted for about a day or so yeah. afterwards. A lot of people have misconceptions about what bondage would be um you know a lot of them will think that it's sexual and that that is the only goal of it um but no it's a, it's that mindful experience is that being present in that moment and and allowing that experience and allowing mm -hmm. it to come into your life you know i think it's sort of one of those things where you just say yes to life and you allow it to happen to you um but yeah, so a lot of people don't realize they just think it's dirty. It's all, it's all about sort of that end goal, but actually it's about connecting with yourself and with your own body and your own experience. So tell me, how did you feel? Sorry to cut you off. Mm. How did you feel towards the people that had given you this experience when you were done? Did you feel closer to them? Did you feel gratitude? Did you feel comforted? I, I was really grateful for the experience. Yeah. Um, but there, there wasn't a personal connection. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, when I've had experiences with a lover, for example, mm. that have been in a one-on-one -on -one play or when we've done a sensual bondage show, the connection of that is really, really deep. But in that space, it was pretty neutral. Mm. Sure. Um, but as a, on a personal level, the connection is incredible. Yeah. And it, it's incredible intimacy. Yeah. Um, it's like but, you're letting yourself do this thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. But what you said is very interesting, Gareth, in terms of it's not – the spectrum of possibility of experience that it allows for is enormous. So for some people, it's much more healing. For some people, it's much more erotic. Mm. For some people, it's much more the submission, the domination, the different roles. It can be so many different things, and it can be all of them. Exactly. Um, and that's such a beautiful thing. Mm. So talk a little bit about that. A little bit about what it is to me, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess. Let's yeah, start so, with that. So – what it is to me, I guess, as a, as a rigger, somebody who ties is I, I really enjoy holding people in that space and I really enjoy having the emotional stability and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the presence to hold, to hold somebody in this incredibly vulnerable space. You know, I, I could injure them. They're, they're completely in my hands, mm. not just their physical body, but their emotional state as well. You know, you described feeling kind of out of it for a day afterwards. Um, so you're responsible for all of that, and it's a huge responsibility. Um, and I really enjoy providing that experience for people because I really enjoy receiving that experience as well. And I, I really love when somebody just connects with you so profoundly because of this thing that you've done to their body. 
Um, and I mean, I think there's a little bit of taboo around causing pain in people. I guess you know people are um, people are horrified that you know someone wants to be sadistic or someone mm. wants to make another person physically uncomfortable. Um, but when somebody is a willing recipient of that, and when they know the places that their brain can go, or they don't know the places that their brain can go because of it, and they want to explore those places, and you give that to them, it's incredibly. It's incredibly fulfilling. So immediately there's a different level of consciousness with that. Mm. So I remember quite early in my journey meeting a a dominatrix and Mm. having some very fascinating discussions with her. And one of the things she said really stuck with me, which was that anybody can hurt anybody else. doesn't matter how big, how strong, how small. Anybody can hurt anybody else. Mm. But the mind and the emotions... That's where the connection really happens. So picking up a a flogger and just flogging somebody, for example, anybody can do that. The art of it is a whole different story. But the connection and what it is on a bigger picture, that's the amazing space. And I think that to be a – I don't want to say that there's one true way to do bondage or or any of you to simply, but I think to be a good dominant person, you need to be emotionally adroit. You you need to be – Tuned into that person's vulnerability. Mm. You know? So it's it's very much an energy experience, yeah. and you need to understand that I think before the physical mm. or along with the physical, sure. because then you have an idea. There's a connection. There's a there's an empathy in a way mm. that you understand what's where somebody is, as opposed to just doing something physical. Yeah, no, entirely. And, and that's where kind of the ego part of it tends to come in. Exactly. And I, I think that there's quite a lot of overlap between uh, queer sex and bondage because it's a giving experience. You know, when I have sex with uh, a woman that I'm seeing, you know, it's it's often very, um, we take kind of turns pleasuring each other, you know. And I think it's similar with bondage. You're, you're actively giving this person in experience. You're not taking from them. Okay, but now listen here. Mm-hmm. It's not only queer sex. That <laughs> yeah. okay. There are lots of people in the world of conscious sexuality. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Sorry, straights. Soz. <laughs> <laughs> I retract my statement. Thank you. I mean, no, you're not too far off the mark, though, because I think sex for a lot of straight women, when they're having it with men, is a bit lackluster because m- men of of a little bit more of an entitled attitude mm. naturally i think they they've they're raised that way do you know what i mean like mm, oh boys absolutely. be boys and yeah you're fully and correct and a lot know, of men are not good lovers from a, a physical point of view no yeah mm. so and there's a fascinating ted talk by a woman called peggy orenstein um, and we've mentioned it before where she talks about how young women view their pleasure and essentially it's been in connection with male pleasure or connected to so mm. Your pleasure becomes dependent on my pleasure. Mm. If I have a good experience, whether you do or not becomes irrelevant, you judge your experience by the pleasure that I have. And that's what our world has done. So mm. you're right about that. A lot of it's, men yeah. are so not aware of, of Yeah, it's of very lackluster. And I think as a, a man, I had to learn. I had to learn about women's pleasure. And I think I'm very lucky that uh, I've had the women in my life that I have had. Because when I met my wife, she was very demanding. Uh, of what she wanted and then suddenly nice. I became aware that there was like <laughs> yeah this whole other level to it and and then it became my favorite thing to make sure that you know that she was completely satisfied and and that's how it should be I think you know it's not the Olympics I don't have to come first mm. that's really good because it's there's there's this very interesting concept of of, of being under fact But I'm going to tell you something interesting Because of the work that I do in my practice On the workshops, the women that I spend time with And see and get inquiries from There are an enormous amount of women in the world Who have never been fully sexually satisfied Mm. That doesn't always have to do with penetration Mm. um, But who have never been satisfied Like to the core of their being (laughs) In a way that, wow um, Which is interesting So we've got Mm. a question here for you Mm. People really like our show. How safe is, I'm presuming that's rope bondage. They've written rope bondage. <laughs> <laughs> For people who have had joint injuries. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's an so interesting question. I'd like to start off by saying rope bondage is never safe. <laughs> and that's one of the considerations that you have to bear in mind. Uh, when you're practicing rope bondage, there are ways to do it more safely and less safely. But to begin with, it's risky. It's it's edge play, you know. That is the truth. So, so the most important piece of equipment is your safety scissors. Yep, which I have with me. Okay, I'm a good girl. Um, 
So I think with joint injuries, it depends on the joint injury, obviously, like the nature of the injury. You can um, avoid that space. You can, it depends on the tie that you're doing. So say now you have a shoulder injury and you can't put your hands behind your back. Uh, there are lots of ties that you can do with your hands in front, which mm. are um, quite comfortable and sustainable for people in, in, uh, in suspension. Hands also, above the head? Hands above the head. Uh, I wouldn't risk it if it was a shoulder, oh. but... Um, yeah, so it depends, it depends on the nature of the injury. Um, but, but generally, you're not tying around joints. Like, if I want to put a leg up in the air, I'll tie around the meaty part, uh, avoiding the, the veins and arteries, um, as best I can. And so some anatomy is really important. Yes, definitely. And I'll be teaching that in my workshop on Saturday, <laughs> if anybody wants to come. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Would you recommend they warm up first? Definitely a little stretching is advised. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Off you go, Gareth. Come on yeah. in the corner. <laughs> Start warming up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those little, yes, little shoulder, little shoulder yeah. uh, stretches are good. Um, and I think it's just about being in tune with your bottom. So mm. you need to ask them every time you tie, how is your body feeling? Even if you've tied a person 50 times, mm. it's good to ask them how their body's feeling. It's good to help them stretch no, we're out. we're different every day. Exactly. Things are loose, things are tight. Things are tight. Um, yeah, and also check in with your partner about their emotional state before you start a, an experience. So, um, yeah, I think it's just about being really present mm. when you're tying. And that communication is so, so important. Um, and it's one of the things, you know, I wrote an article a while ago about the fact that so many of our sexual experiences are a result of conditioning and patterning and expectation. <laughs> this is what we think something should feel. This is how we think it should be, mm. how we think it should end. Mm. And one of my big platforms is the the release of letting go of orgasm and getting out of that pattern. Mm. But beyond that, one of the things that the world of, of, of bondage and kink has to offer is how you can negotiate an experience with every little step of that experience. Mm. So it's exactly. kind of like ordering a meal in a way mm. that says, you know, if you walk into a restaurant and you say, feed me, you have no idea what's coming out of the kitchen. Yeah. So I'm an adventurous eater. I love to explore the world of food. And uh, we were in Cyril Dean a little while ago, uh, Chinatown of Joburg, and walked into a restaurant and look at the, the menu. And one of the specials was duck's blood in chili sauce. Oh, my God. I don't know that I'm ready to eat. <laughs> but if I walk in there and I say I'm hungry mm. and the wait says, oh, fantastic. Here's a special of the day. Yeah. But if I say I, I want a steak, this is how I want it done. This is what I want with it. I have a chance of getting that. Mm. And in this, the world of sex and sensuality, the same thing. Imagine that you could create an experience that says, this is what I would like. Now mm. let's change and let's do this and let's do that. And get out of that pattern and out of that expectation. Yeah. And one of the things that, that bondage can teach us is how to negotiate that kind of experience. Entirely, entirely. And the negotiation starts with, How's your body? How are you feeling? And then mm. it goes into how do you feel about a flogger? How do you feel about rope on your nipples? How do you feel about rope in your crotch? How do you feel about rope around your legs? You know, how do you feel about a partial suspension? You know, offering a, a variety of, of choices. Yeah. I think if this is the dominant party. It's, it's quite, uh, nice to do that because you can, it, and it doesn't have to be unsexy. People think it's going to be unsexy if you, if you negotiate a scene from, from beginning to end, but it's so lovely to be like, of course you want me to clamp your nipples, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the excitement and yeah. it's the anticipation and it's the thought on any given day. So what turns you on on any given day might be different to what turns you on tomorrow. Exactly. Um, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like once you've tried one thing, that then could – you went to that nice fancy restaurant and they've recommended something that you've then tried. The next time you go to the restaurant, you're either more willing to try – things that mm. that duck's blood and chili might be the next thing on your list you know yeah. what i mean if the way to go is yeah it's actually really nice you'll be like so i think there's that element mm. of uh, as well like you don't have to if you're starting out you don't have to do the whole nine yards you don't have to exactly. go That's it. Uh, through the whole you know be tied up and yeah. hung from the roof and, and the exploration and, says mm. well i don't know what a rope in my crutch is going to feel like <laughs> but i'm willing to try to it try today. It, yeah. and if i'm offering that to you as part of an experience then there's a part of me that is really going to get turned on by offering mm. that so there's the anticipation of it totally and there's the putting it on the table and you're saying oh i never thought about that yeah oh yep 
And I think also as as dominance, and then we let's need add to. A butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> so Ooh, Johnny's mind is drifting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think also as a dominant person, it's really important not to like try and coerce someone into doing something, you know, because it's fine to push boundaries with your partner if you've known them for a while, if you've tied them mm. for a while, if you're doing stuff for a while. But I think, um, yeah. So I think we there's a fine line between proposal and coercion, um, and I think that. That should be traded easily. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the respect and the honor. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and the creation of mm. safety in the space. Yeah. Respect. Well, yeah. And to do with the, you know, the, um, bottoms comfort level as well. You know, mm. you don't want to make them uncomfortable or feel like you're pushing them into doing something that they don't want to do. Mm. Totes. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a space that allows people to go beyond what they thought mm. by simply being willing to have a new experience. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where uh, events like ropey things that I ran in Cape Town mm. is really important because um, it's a super chilled vibe. You know, people come, you can free the nipple in the space, but you got to keep your panties on. And why? No, I'm being serious. Why? why? Um, because it's not a sexual space. Okay. It's a workshop space. Okay. So we practice so ties together. We, we workshop different ties together. Um, so at play parties, by all means, take your panties off. Cool, go for it. Um, but at Ropey Things, you're not playing. It's not a play space. It's a it's a learning space. A learning and I space. think I think it's really good for people who um, are just entering into kink mm. and they're kind of scared and they don't want to go to a bondage party and they're like, you know, they're a little bit apprehensive. And I think rightly so because I think that um, it is a very vulnerable space. It mm. is a vulnerable. It's a vulnerable thing to admit to yourself. Oh my god, I would love to be tied up. You know, it's a vulnerable thing to go into a space and request that of people. Um, so it's, and it's a, just as vulnerable to say, I want to tie, tie you, up. you up. Yes, exactly. So I think, um, coming to space like ropey things where you can just learn basics in a very low key, mm. chilled, intersectional environment is really, really, really important. Mm. Well, this is an interesting thing. And it, mm. it's, you know, my big thing is, is education. And so many of the workshops that I teach are about having better sex in so many different ways. Mm. And we tend to think, so I've watched some porn, so I know how to do it. <laughs> I've seen Fifty Shades, so I know how to do it, which is the most horrendous way to learn mm. about it. <laughs> yeah. We've been down that road many times. Um, but people don't understand about how important it is to learn about all aspects of sex and sensuality. Mm. And we'll put bondage in that because nobody teaches us to be good lovers. Nobody teaches us about our bodies, about our partner's bodies, we learn about from porn. where all the things okay. are. How do you find them? How do mm. you wake them up? What do you do when you've woken it up? <laughs> you know, and we, we, we do this beautiful workshop on, on, on female pleasure mm. as part of, of the Yoni massage workshop. And when we get into things like, Never mind just the G spot, but the P spot and the A spot mm. and the U spot and all these things. There's, there are, like, are many spots. That's it. People <laughs> think there's only one because of what porn tells them, but yeah, there are yeah, many that's spots. That's the thing. But even with men and their bodies and the fact that in a couple of weeks we're doing a workshop I haven't done for a while, which is a tantric body to body massage, mm. where your entire skin is mm. incredible. <laughs> are we going? Yes. You have no idea how much I love massage. Like, oh, like two oil babes like rubbing <laughs> on each other. It's like so erotic to me. So. <laughs> Sorry, mommy. <laughs> I don't think my mom is listening to this. I hope she isn't. <laughs> So when and, you mention uh, oil and massage, oh. yeah. and it just becomes this amazing, endless exploration. And bondage is the same thing because mm. it is literally limitless in what you can do. Entirely. Yeah. You can be really sadistic. You can be really creative. Mm. Uh, you can be really playful. You can be artistic. It's wonderful. And that's, yeah, it offers so much. And that's mm. one of the things that to be a good lover, be, we have to be creative. Otherwise, we're just doing what we're doing in the same way, in the same place, the same time, the same expectation, the same pattern. Yeah. But when we start learning, it opens the door to creativity because that just often gives you a framework. Yeah. So you have a piece of rope in your hand. There are so many things <laughs> that you can do with it from, mm. from something so subtle to tying two thumbs together mm. and the entire focus becomes that yeah. or this whole body. Yeah. So I have a friend, um, he goes by Sungu Konji on, on Instagram. 
give him a young follow. Um, anyway, so he's incredibly good at tying in that way. Rope just kind of flows from him mm. and becomes this incredibly creative experience. So he has, you know, he has the skills to do traditional ties that, you know, are structural, but then rope just kind of free flows from him in all directions. It's really quite amazing to witness. Yeah. And it's beautiful of, of what a body will look like. Mm. With those different patterns on Exactly, you're accentuating the form of the yeah. person You know, you're honouring them well, You yeah. can go to um, burlesque shows In Canada um, Where I spent two months And they, you know, bondage is a, a, a Integral part of a lot of their burlesque shows mm. And it just It is, it's incredible And like, real women as well I, I, I don't like this idea of modelesque people And that bondage is just for the super hot people. No, like real human beings with real human bodies and, mm. and all their imperfections and the, you know, the, the rope can create these incredible patterns and, um, incredible shapes and incredible looks that you wouldn't really expect. And it's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's almost like an art form. Mm. I have a friend who's, uh, who comes to my rope jams and they, um, are genderqueer and they say that being in rope is, a, is it's non-gendered beautification of their mm. body which they find really liberating because um it's not you know it's not it's not particularly pretty you know it's just it's got an its own aesthetic and it, and it really accentuates their form for them so i think that's also really important you know this this um space where it can be gender neutral mm. or friendly yeah yeah wow, that's really really exciting yeah um that's Absolutely, it's beautiful, mm. and it is this art, and it is creative. And one of the things that I that I, I teach a lot of people is how, when you become more creative in your sex life, how you can use that in other aspects of your life, Totes. and then you become yeah. more creative in other aspects of mm. life, and you can bring that into sexuality. It all flows, man. It all flows into each other. Well, <laughs> sex is a very mindful activity, and mm. when you're being mindfully creative. That does. It permeates everything that you do. And mm. so you do take that into your, into your day to day life. Mm. Um, you know, and the more you exercise, like, it's like any muscle. The more you exercise your creativity, uh, the, the stronger more, it gets absolutely. and the more it, it, um, yeah, the, you can apply it to things. Yeah. You know, and a big part of my bondage life is, is documenting it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and documenting the variety of people that I, I tie and, and their be their beauty. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's, um, my Instagram and, and I'm putting together some, uh, photographs for an exhibition and I think it really it keeps it exciting for me you know to to create this wonderful sculptural thing that is so fleeting but also to create this commemoration of it it's, yeah well that's yeah. where it becomes art yeah and the expression of art in that way totally. is your wife listening that you're smiling <laughs> at that my mother hi mom <laughs> Chanti does your mom listen to this program <laughs> if she listens from the other side then yes oh, <laughs> oh, oh. listen I've been working in the field of conscious sexuality for almost 20 years that's my that's almost my age so, <laughs> so if she were if 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 then she would be pretty clear on what it is that I do. Yeah, so wonderful. There is no doubt about <laughs> that. So the people in my life are very clear on what mm. I do. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, same, I have yeah. a, I have a twenty-seven-year-old daughter, mm. you know, who is very aware of what I do. So, mm. uh, she must be really lucky, though. I mean, to, I mean, I start coming back to South Africa, <clears> I'm, I'm co constantly blown away by how. Backwards, some of the attitudes still are in a lot of ways, and sex is one of those Let's attitudes. Be kind and use the word conservative. Conservative, yeah, conservative. <laughs> so there's a lot of conservative views about sex, um, you know, that, that mm. still exist in South Africa, which I find very disappointing. I think it's, um, yeah, it's sad because it's an aspect of human nature that everyone has. Wow. Everyone's a bit weird yeah. as well. Like everyone mm. likes a bit of like a little bum tickle and, but they um, can't admit that to their friends because then it's super gay and they have to, yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah, no. And that's why this platform is so important. And, mm. you know, in a couple of weeks we'll be doing another nude show. We do one every year. Really? We have all these nude people. Yeah. I think you need to come to Joburg a little love bit more that. often. I, that would be the best. Tie so some nude people up. I, just, I live 25 minutes down the road. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I just want to say that, um, I, through my, forays into BDSM um, I've developed this really really wonderful thing which is body confidence and body positivity mm. so I'm not I'm not a thin girl I've got um, I've got a back problem and I'm you know I'm a little chunkles and and um, 
I I think that being nude and being comfortable in in kink spaces and having that opportunity to to exhibit my body and have it celebrated has been amazing for that's, my confidence. That's the purpose of the nude show that we do yeah. it with body image. Yeah, and we invite a whole lot of people. We actually open it to anybody who'd like to be here. Mm. And um, the last one we did was on the roof. They built us a wonderful roof garden, oh gosh. and we had a range <laughs> of people and bodies. And mm. that was the point of being able to celebrate your physicality. Mm. Regardless of what it might look like and regardless of, of, of what norm it might fit into, yeah. this beautiful expression of being human. Being a human being Absolutely. in this universe. Okay. That's beautiful. So now we need to stop talking about all of the stuff and we need to start doing we'll some of do it. Do some bonding. <laughs> so, so we're going to ask Dory to come and take some pictures. Okay. Um, so you are going to tie Gareth up. So I think oh. we should start with a little negotiation. Okay. Okay. So let's do that. And then Yay. you guys are going to come <laughs> use this mic and so everybody can, you can talk about what you're doing while you're doing it, but start your negotiation. Okay. Hello. So remember, Hi. Hi. I'm unbuttoning my shirt slowly Ooh. because I'm definitely going topless for this. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how is your body today? Uh, it's a little bit tight. Is I'm it not going to lie. Okay. I had a bad night's sleep, but okay. I'm going to stretch it out while we talk. Wonderful. Do you have any ailments that I should know about? Any low blood pressure, low blood sugar? Mm. Um, I ate two cupcakes before I came in here. So good that you've had a little snack. Yeah, yeah, it should be all good. Okay, wonderful. And um, what what ties are you not comfortable with? What are, What areas of your body are you not comfortable having tied? I'm a pretty comfortable person, I'm not going to lie. Okay. So can so I put can some rope in between like your butt cheeks here in the studio? No. <laughs> I, th- I think what we'll do is avoid my butt area. <laughs> Good. Only because okay. I don't want to get rope burns there. Good no, to know. How <laughs> <laughs> much of my clothes do I need to take off? No, like, I think topless is good. Okay. Topless is good. Um, so personally, I'm only comfortable with tying your top half. Okay. So that's, we I have mean, to that's, play within that realm. That's I'm happy for that. (laughs) So I would like to do um, a traditional box tie. So it's hands behind the back, and it'll be a little bit of a stretch in your shoulders, but it'll your shoulders will ease into it. Yeah, if you if you just pull my shoulders back a little bit, that'll help. Yeah, cool. We'll do a little stretching. That that partner stretching will cool. We'll work some of that out. Yeah, and maybe we can. um, Oh my god, did you just tweak your nipples? I did. (laughs) He's pointing a camera at me. I can't help myself. As soon as I'm like a star now, this is how I feel. Porn star coming out here. We might have to kind of beat him away with sticks from the studio. This is the last time I'll be invited (laughs) into the uh, studio. (laughs) No, you have no idea how badly you have to behave not to get invited. In fact. The more badly you behave, the better. The more likely, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's about to get real. Okay. Okay. So, um, what I would like to do, just as a little introductory sesh, is to have you kneeling, and then I'll do this box tie, and we can spend a little bit of time caressing you and and um, allowing you to ease into the tie and, and so ease we into. Have, we don't have an enormous amount of time. Okay. That's okay. So, how much time so do we have? Do we have five minutes? We have five minutes. Okay, five minutes. So, my suggestion doable. is, why don't you guys come over to this part of the studio? And then while you're doing this, you can use this mic to talk about what you're doing. And at the same time, Gareth can talk a little bit about what he's feeling and experiencing. And that's pretty cool. So we even have a pierced nipple here. How long ago did you have that done? I need to put that mic on. <laughs> um, so I had my nipple pierced uh, about a year ago. Okay. Uh I made the mistake of doing it in winter as well, which was poor choice because I went outside into a breeze and uh, was immediately in pain. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what rope are you using, Astrid? Um, is this mic on? No, that. <laughs> is this mic on? Um, I'm using some jute rope that was gifted to me by some very lovely Australians when I went to visit. I'm just going to give you a little stretch here. How's that feel? Yeah, good. Cool. Um, so this was gifted to me by that community. So the community okay. over there is fantastic, and I learned very much from them. Okay, I'm going to start with a little bit of a stroke over your body with this, this jute. I hope your wife is okay with witnessing this. So she'll be fine. She'll survive. <laughs> it's always good to check in with the partner of the person you're tying. Let it be known. Okay, so give me your hands. Okay. So his hands are... His, his shoulders are quite tight, so his hands are going to be placed lower in the tie than would normally occur. And I'm just going to try and get these wrists together. 
And now what I'm doing is putting a single column tie behind the wrists. How's that feeling? There's <laughs> nothing yet. <laughs> so far, just like I'm being kidnapped. Like oh, okay. <laughs> What's your wife's name? Yeah, being kidnapped. What's your wife's name? Pelly. Pelly. Very interesting name. Pelly, he might not be home for supper. <laughs> <laughs> he will oh. certainly be home for supper. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bear who would probably not approve if he didn't come home for supper. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you can take him anywhere, but somebody else oh. might come. You know, there's a whole lot of other people out there who might just want to kind of keep this boy around for a while. <laughs> John's, he's making the eyes at me. <laughs> so I'm wrapping around his chest and I'm attaching some more rope to my previous line. Very intimate. Oh, yeah. It is intimate. It has to be. It is, yeah, because yeah. you have to be present, and presence is intimate. Presence is intimate. Let me see where is this. That's quite tight that you're pulling it. Yeah, that's, it's nice, though. Yeah, it gives that amazing sense of being held and contained. Yeah. I am known to tie quite tightly. It's. I like to have tension on mm-hmm. my rope, and um, I feel like it... It's kind of lame as a pun, but there's tension and intention Mm -hmm. with the way I tie. Oh, that's pretty good. So now we're going with the second. (laughs) When you work in the world of sexuality, puns become almost every sentence. You can't avoid them. What happened to my wrist? Stuck there. Thank you. How's that feeling, Gareth? You know, surprisingly, like the rope is quite textured and a bit Mm -hmm. rough on the skin, but it's, it's really nice. Okay, nice is not a proper word. To <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it's nice, eh? So we need more than. How's nice. your breathing? Do you feel like it's compressing your chest and your diaphragm? No, not too much. Okay, not too bad. Enough that when I breathe, I can feel the scratchiness of the rope as it adjusts across my skin. But yeah. nice. There's definitely like a sense of vulnerability about being tied up mm-hmm. and and allowing it and. Relaxing into it as well. I think breathing is quite important to. And I think also keeping tension on the rope um, keeps you as the dominant person present in the tie. So right now, my sorry, right now my body is away from him, but I'm keeping my intent known by keeping tension on the rope. Okay. So. That's looking really, really interesting. So now I'm cinching in the wraps on mm-hmm. the on the chest, so that if he were in suspension and I put him upside down, the chest wraps wouldn't go anywhere. Okay. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think we might have to literally throw him out of the studio, <laughs> or just drag him out. I mean, that really opens some interesting possibilities because he's got quite nice long hair. So you could just kind of wrap it. I would love to tie his hair, mm. but we need a hard point. Okay. Well, we might have to come back here. Yeah, I'm happy to. <laughs> you should come to one of my performances. Uh, indeed, I will, actually. Mm. like, I'll take your information. <laughs> well, we're going to give that out in a second and about your workshop as well. Great. And it's, I think it's so cool that you're coming to do some workshops here because for people to learn this is really, it's, it's beautiful and so important. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about trading on the toes of the Joburg crowd because I'm this Cape Tonian unknown coming and advertising my uh, Listen, everybody's big people. <laughs> Truth. And this bag of rope you have is Endless. It is, and that's not even the half of it. You kind of get obsessed at, at a stage. I can fully understand that. Absolutely. Okay, so now I'm just going to um, end this tie off with um, a, a cinch on the bottom wraps, and this compresses the breast tissue and heightens the nipple sensitivity. <laughs> My boobies have never been this big. You know? <laughs> I'm very glad Not even when you're premenstrual. <laughs> Maybe like a pregnant Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Wow. So I'm going to try and lift you. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. 
Well, how's that feeling? <laughs> Very tight. <laughs> it's just the tightness of my love for you. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, though. I've th- this is the first time I've ever been tied up. Yeah. And... Um, as an experience, it's it's it feels very liberating. Like it feels very, I feel very present in my body because I'm very aware that my wrists are tied up behind my back, mm-hmm. and I can feel this like rough rope every time I move, and every movement is constricted quite. So, if we had time, would you enjoy some wax on your nipples, some ice? Some... Oh yeah, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all of that. I think it just puts you into that space of sensuality and puts you into that space of, um, you know, being present in your body, which Mm. is exactly what it's advertised to do. That's Mm. awesome. Are you comfortable to stay like that for about five minutes? Yeah. Okay. So, Astrid, very quickly, where do people get hold of you? How do they find out about the workshop? Can I talk here? Um, So, you can find my workshops on Facebook at Ropey Things Cape Town is where the events occur. And yeah, you're I don't doing want to rope, not touch you while you're in you're rope. Doing a rope workshop tomorrow. So talk <laughs> yes. about that. Yes, my rope workshop is happening in Melville tomorrow. You can find the event link on my Facebook page. You can also follow me at uh, underscore desire underscore lines on Instagram, and yeah, or email ropeythingsct at gmail dot com. So those are all my deets. Beautiful. Meals on wheels. Meals on wheels is oral sex in a moving vehicle. Oh. So I guess the rollerblades um, <laughs> qualify as a moving vehicle. This is really beautiful. Thank you both for being Gareth. Thank you. Thank I've, you for being willing. We are to really honoured by being willing to just kind of step into the studio. We have a habit of doing this on sex talk. It's just grabbing people from outside <laughs> and kind of getting them into these experiences. I think it's important to say yes to life. So Beautiful. when the opportunity arose, I was definitely down. <laughs> so I have to say that you are welcome to come back. Astrid, you are more than welcome. Thank you. Time, Thanks, Regardless Daddy. of what you're talking about. That's absolutely <laughs> Thank awesome you so much. and beautiful. So beautiful things coming up Thank this week. God. Water massage on Tuesday night. Water flow massage on Tuesday night. Um, information is on www.eroslife.co.za. The details are out for our first retreat this year in Mozambique. Uh, swimming with the wild dolphins, which is absolutely awesome. Don't untangle him because we need to take a picture first for the show. Oh, Dory's got enough pictures. Okay, that's beautiful. You may untangle him. Um, our water flow sound journey is – I don't remember the date, but it's also up on eroslife.co.za. New videos on the YouTube channel. I have enjoyed being with you this morning so much, and I wish you all so much pleasure. This is cliffcentral.com.